0: Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. And today's episode is a backdoor split and a major promotion. Iowa was pounded on Saturday, in case you've forgotten. Luis Lugo was the starter. The first here he faced did not... Hit a home run. Alex Cohen emphasized that. The first hitter did hit a double, and the second hitter hit a home run. Yeah, that's kind of how it went. Uh, Luis Lugo, five innings pitched, five hits, two runs, two earned. He settled down after the first two hitters. Three walks, no strikeouts. Eric Yuleman struggled mightily. Brennan Davis pitched rather well. Inning and in two-thirds, two hits, two walks, no runs. Three strikeouts. His ERA is 3.60 in case you are minding him for the Rule 5 draft, which you probably might want to do. Iowa only had two hits. Jared Young had two hits. One of them was a solo home run. Well, there you go. Um, In addition to that, Iowa is calling up Brennan Davis from Tennessee or so say reports. uh, Nico Horner Seems to be the person doing the instagram in welcoming Brennan Davis to Iowa. Congratulations. Brennan Davis getting called up likely steals at bats from players like Ian Miller. Or who else did I think of? Zach Davis. Other players like along those lines. Um. So yeah, it's it, him getting called up. He will get. He will get starts. He'll uh should be six games next week. Five. It, it. All the full season teams have six games remaining. After that, Triple A has five and five. So there will be ten more games for Triple A after the six next week. So if teams are going to promote, promote, promote. Now's the time to do it. Tennessee, another game that, well, not a whole lot. Uh, Joe Nahas, five innings pitch, five hits, one run, one earned. Much improved from his last start. Three walks, six strikeouts, one home run. Burl Caraway, two innings pitch, two hits, four runs, four earned, four walks, two strikeouts. Burl Carraway will still walk people. Tennessee lost six to nothing. Carlos Sepulveda two for four with a double. Nelson Velazquez one for four. Luis Vazquez one for four. Tim Sosnara one for three. The South Bend game is another one of those that I might recreate come January. Bailey Horn four and two thirds innings. I didn't write down his pitch count. I think it was like seventy nine just short of 80. I think it was just short of 80, almost to the point where they were thinking that's exactly the number we wanted at, and he's done. Uh Bailey Horn, four and two thirds innings, five hits, two runs, two earned, two walks, four strikeouts, ERA 5.60. He's fine. He's fine. There's no problem there. There's no problem with Bailey Horn. He is doing his gig. Jose Alberto's one and a third innings, five hits, four runs, four earned. One walk, no strikeouts. Bailey Reed, inning and a th- uh, inning pitched, no hits, no runs, no walks, three strikeouts. Danis Correa, who may be a Rule Five options choice, two innings pitched, one hit, no runs, no earned runs, no walks, one strikeout, very solid outing. Ended up getting the win on the offensive side. Alexander Canario had a two-run homer, had an outfield back pick, and an outfield intimidation. Runner was on second, two outs, single to center. Runner might have gotten a kind of a soft break with two outs, but as he got to third, he... No, I'm not going to. Alexander Canario would have canonized him with two ends, not one. Um, Nonetheless, to the top of the ninth, South Bend was down six to three, and I'd already flipped games. I had already flipped games. Here's the South Bend ninth inning Bryce Wyndham, leadoff single. Jake Washer, a single. Miguel Pabon, a single. Alexander Canario hitting leadoff, a two-run double, Hendrick Piango, a ground out, Jonathan Perlaza, a game tying sacrifice fly, and Bryce Ball a single to make it seven to six. Final score, South Bend wins seven to six, very nice finish. In Beloit. Now we go to Myrtle Beach. If one was to review every single Myrtle Beach game of the season, this game would be top six as far as front to finish best games they played. Front to finish best games they played. Now I do want to put a little caveat in there. I want to put a little caveat in there. Charleston River Dogs are a fantastic team, fantastic. It's either low A or high A Tampa as far as the two best teams in all of baseball. That doesn't seem right now, does it? Uh, All of minor league baseball, no, that doesn't seem right. But it's exactly the case. Um, Earlier in the series, one of the Charleston infielders had a bit of a hamstring pull. Um... Roped one to center, got to first, and the the trainer almost beat him out there. Uh, so the um, Charleston player was removed from the game, hasn't returned, very possibly won't return. Anytime you get a hamstring concern, you want to take that gentle, you want to take it slow. He might be back in a week for the postseason, he might not be, but that's one guy down, then they had two guys called up to upper levels because that happens once in a while so and then I think there's another guy who might have missed uh got hit by pitch and he's out for a game or two or something. so they're like they're down like four or five guys. They're still a very good team, a very good team, but it's more of a case of the guys who have been their um quality bench pieces have been playing quite a bit. Um, Today, they played... um, I think they debuted a guy, or maybe it was his second game. But he hadn't been called up before this week. He played today. He might have played once before. But uh, he made a costly error in the game. They are down a bit. Also, they're trying to... Get extra innings for their relief pitchers who have possibly been struggling a little bit to uh, check to see if they belong on the postseason roster, blah, 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 that kind of stuff. All those caveats thrown in, this is still a fantastic team. This is a fantastic team. First inning, walk, walk, strikeout. Owen Casey bats with with runners on first and second, with one out in the first, Full swing, kinda cue sticks the ball. It just creeps between the shortstop and the third baseman. I'm guessing about a 70 mile an hour exit velocity. Just doink, 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 uh run scores one to nothing. Shortly thereafter, a wild pitch, scores a second run. Shortly thereafter, a error by the third baseman who had just recently been called up. Um Makes it three to nothing, and it was three to nothing most of the game. Porter Hodge, who is, um, I'm going to phrase it, he's a bit, um, Adrian Sampson. There's not a whole lot there as far as velocity that's going to wow you, but he has three or four pitches. He's getting everything over. Then it's tough to guess what's coming, etc., etc., etc. And they had decent contact with Porter Hodge, as sometimes happens with Adrian Sampson. But if there's the contact, but the contact is generally going to the outfielder, line drive to the infielder, two hopper to the shortstop, it doesn't end up being that big of a problem. Porter Hodge, five and two-thirds, four hits, no walks. Six strikeouts, no runs, ERA 3.57. Hold that thought. Riley Martin comes in in relief. Probably, probably, probably Buddy Bailey with a four to nothing lead at that point could have stuck it out with Porter Hodge for one more hitter, but there was a left hander and a left hander coming up, and the left hander that was due, and they weren't going to pinch hit because they don't have 75 different guys on the bench, They're, you know, you're know, you going to play the guys that you have in the order, was hitting like 3 for 21 against lefties for the season or so, something like that. It might have even been worse than that. Um, breaking ball, strike one, breaking ball, strike two, breaking ball. Why do you keep throwing me breaking balls? You know I can't hit breaking balls. Uh, Riley Martin, two and a third innings, two hits, No runs, one walk, three strikeouts. Obviously, no home runs. 5.25 ERA. Kind of hold that thought. Jared Wright comes in to close it out. One inning, no hits, no walks, no... uh, One inning, no hits, no runs. One walk, one strikeout. His ERA is 3.75. Hold that thought for a little bit as well. Um, This is the first nine-inning shutout against Charleston since June 1st. First nine-inning shutout against Charleston since June 1st. Porter Hodge, Riley Martin, Jared Wright, my hat is officially tipped. Okay, offensively, Christian Franklin, two for three, two runs scored, one walk, One hit by pitch, two doubles. Owen Casey, one for five. Run scored, RBI. Like I said, the single was probably about 70, 75 miles an hour exit velocity. Just not even, but it counted. Jordan Wogu drove in the other run, one for three, RBI. And a walk, also a hit by pitch. Wogu drove in. Christian Franklin with a double in eh, sixth inning, something like that. Um, so at some point, when I actually had the game off, I was uh, out doing some shopping. Walked into the store. Actually, had the game still going. Oops! I better shut this off because not all the not all the shoppers might want to be listening to the Myrtle Beach game. Um, so yeah, that was. Probably front to finish, all things considered, you know, considering the opponent considering this considering that that was good of a game they the offense was there, they had runners on all the time, it seemed like they had two innings where it was uh three batters and three strikeouts, other than that, they pretty much had runners on every inning um but with i I told you hold that thought with Porter Hodge, Riley, Martin, and Jared Wright tonight. I don't know if you knew this, but there's a football game on. The Chicago Bears entered tonight's action at 0-0-0 and and in sole possession of first place in the NFC Central. NFC North, correction. Uh, I'm old school. Um, the game was of no interest. It wasn't doing anything. In fact, the... Audio on my radio. I just had horrible. Uh, it, it was it was basically useless. But the radio was way too far away. I didn't want to go turn it off. So I listened to the and heard what was going on, kind of. Um, but I wasn't going to listen to that and just do nothing. I wasn't going to listen to do that and just do nothing. Enough... Do nothing, so I decided I would just at least start a little tiny bit on a project that I kind of had vowed I wasn't going to do. But I was looking at Porter Hodge, Riley Martin, and Jared Wright. Porter Hodge, Riley Martin, and Jared Wright. I started with those three, I started with those three at least mentally, I was thinking, okay, now if. If, if people stay healthy, which they're not going to, and you you know that and I know that. Pitchers are going to be injured. How, do, how did he get injured? Why is it him? If players are healthy going into next season, say, okay, where would I put Riley Martin? Where would I put Porter Hodge the 1st of May as minor league games start? Where would I put Porter Hodge, first of May. The minor league games resume in 2022, and that's pretty easy. If you out know, Porter Hodge, he's done really well at Myrtle Beach. Late, I'm going to leave him at Myrtle Beach and have him as one of the penciled in starters at Myrtle Beach for 2022. Saying, "Oh, that's adorable." Myr- Porter Hodge. Stay in there. Okay, that'll work. Then I asked where would I put Riley Martin? Where would I put Jared Wright? Then, 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 I started thinking about the major prospect. Where would I put Alexander Canario? Where would I put Pete Crow Armstrong? Where would I put Brennan Davis, who's just been called up to AAA? That might be a little hint as to where I'm putting Brennan Davis next here. So I just started, I had the sheet, Iowa, Tennessee, South Bend. Left column, center column, right column. Boy, doesn't it always end up being that way with me? Then you flip the sheet over, flip the sheet over. You have Myrtle Beach, you have Mesa, and you have Mesa. Then you have a second sheet. A second sheet that the entire heading is Injured pitchers. These are pitchers that are on the 60-day injured list as of right now. I'll even run down the names. Uh, There might be one or two that I've missed. There might be one or two that I did not put on for one reason or another. But I, I just wanted to write down some names to see how close I was getting. Derek Casey, Cole Franklin, Peyton Remy, Jeremiah Estrada, Michael McAveen, Riley Thompson, Sam Thorson, Chris Allen, Giovanni Cruz, Ben Het, Jack Patterson, Josh Bergman, Joel Machado, and Cohen Moreno. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. And some of you might be hollering at your computer. Why didn't you put down... Why didn't you put down... Why didn't you put down... What I'm trying to do is guess. What I'm trying to do is guess who will be the 180 players over the offseason. I also have a question into Arizona Phil. As far as what the 180 player rules are, there are two things I'm specifically asking about. One is I've heard there's something about 190 over the offseason. I want to get clarification on that. I also want to get clarification on when teams invite someone to... Spring training is an NRI, non-roster non invitee. So, for instance, Cubs uh, put in their 40-man roster, etc., etc., etc. And in late January, they invite um, Matt Duffy to spring training. Not on the roster, but they're inviting Matt Duffy to spring training. Reasonable guess. Now, it might not happen, but... If it's not Matt Duffy, it'll be somebody else. They have six or eight pitchers that that happens to, bring in a couple catchers, bring in a this, bring in a that, bring in a whatever. I want to know when players get an NRI. Does that count against the 180? So what I'm going with is I have an Iowa list, a Tennessee list, a South Bend list, a Myrtle Beach list, two MESA lists and a DSL split list. Split list, I don't have any idea who's going where or which, but I want to have the players who are in MESA, are in the Dominican Summer League now. If they're not getting called up to the states, then I want them written down on the other list. If they're not getting called up to the states, I want them written down on the other list. And perhaps, maybe at some point, they will get released, which would be fine. But I want to have all of the Dominican Summer League players accounted for. Because if you have an 18-year-old in the Dominican Summer League, and he had an, a 487 OPS, you might as well invite him back. You might as well invite him back, unless he's already like 21 years old, in which case you can let him go. But if you have a guy who's like you know, 17, 18 years old, and he had a 485 OPS let him come back, have him either be a starter or a reserve, whatever, however it plays out. But the goal is to, again, have 70 players on the Dominican roster between the two teams next year or somewhere pretty darn close to 70. And next year you want to have 180 or pretty darn close to 180 on the parent club list. So now... I pretty much have a full-ish roster. Mesa's not totally done. Mesa's not even close to totally done. But I haven't had a draft yet. I haven't had off-season signings yet. Iowa is really pretty vacant. Iowa's roster is really vacant still. Tennessee is full to overflowing. South Bend is full to overflowing. Myrtle Beach is full... Wouldn't know that I would call that overflowing, but there's more players on the roster than I have room for. So yeah, if someone asks me in the offseason, for instance, where do you have Frankie Scalzo penciled in for May? I would get out my little sheet, I would look on it, I would scan down the South Bend list, and I would see Frankie Scalzo is on the South Bend roster. So I have Frankie Scalzo assigned to South Bend for pretty much all of the legitimate players, all the major players, all the guys who you would expect to be back next year. I haven't written down somewhere, with one exception. With one exception, anyone on the 40-man roster, I'm not even bothering with. 40-man roster, not even bothering with it. Yet Greg Dykeman, are you gonna put him in Iowa? Or are you gonna put him in Chicago? That's gonna be a spring training thing. If he does really well in spring training, he'll be in Chicago. If he struggles in spring training, he'll be in Iowa. It's not a problem. That's kind of why South. Uh, that's kind of why Iowa has a lot of vacancies, because there's no point in having uh, nine starting pitchers lined up in Iowa right now, knowing that. Some guys are going to not make the major league club and they're gonna get booted there. But yeah, I have the players that kind of are reasonably making sense. I have most of them written down somewhere. DJ hers starting in Tennessee. Oh, but don't you think they might put them in something? Yeah, they might. I'm I'm putting guys places. Uh, I might not be right on all of them. I might not be right on a whole bunch of them, but I have players in places And if I end up having a situation where in May, oh my goodness, this guy is healthy. I was expecting him to be in Tennessee, but he's in South Bend. Oh my goodness, my world is rocked. No, I just wrote down some stuff. I'm I'm not claiming that I'm going to be right on all of these. But guys that have generally done well in South Bend, I'm generally going to put them on Tennessee. It's not always going to work. There are going to be some players who, nah, he doesn't go there. He's not that good yet. He's still going to be back at the previous level. That's fine. No worries. But I'm putting Jordan Wicks at South Bend. Am I right? Am I wrong? I don't know. Whatever. We'll find out. But I have them written down. I have them written down. I'm probably, generally, fairly close on it. (sighs) Yes. The Myrtle Beach game today. Incidental, though it possibly was. As beaten up as the Charleston roster was, they are to the point where they have everything clinched. Today was their last home game of the regular season. They had absolutely nothing but pride to play for. But frankly, what Myrtle Beach have to play for? Porter Hodge going five and two-thirds, four hits, no walks, six strikeouts against Charleston? Porter Hodge. Hodge take a step forward. My goodness, he's not going to be ranked on anybody's top 30 over the offseason. He probably shouldn't be ranked on anyone's top 30 over the offseason. The top 30 is very deep, obscenely deep, obscenely deep in pitching and hitting, particularly at the lower levels. But if Porter Hodge can get three or four pitches over enough so that the Charleston River Dogs managed no hits over the entire game in his start, and he went five and two-thirds innings and fanned six and walked nobody. Oh, yeah, I'm taking note of that. I'm taking note of that. Riley Martin was quite good, especially against left-handers. Riley Martin caused me a problem. Riley Martin caused me a problem as I was fixing out my list Because I don't know what to do with him. Because I don't know if he's a starter or a reliever. I really don't know if he's a starter or a reliever. Today I noticed he went two and a third innings. Didn't check to see how many pitches that was. But there's a possibility Riley Martin could end up being a starting pitcher. Uh, Let me see, where did I put him? Myrtle Beach. He's at Myrtle Beach. Um, I have him as a flex pitcher. Most With most rosters, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven starters, four flex pitchers, and one, two, three, four, five, six, six relievers. So that would be uh, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 pitchers at each level. And some of you are going to say, But you can't have 17 But Yeah, I, I I know. Some guys are going to get hurt. I, I'd rather have players put down on a spot, on a line. And if Rony Baez doesn't end up being a relief pitcher in Myrtle Beach, so be it. I have him put down as a relief pitcher at Myrtle Beach. And if he deserves it, he'll probably get there. Though maybe not at the start of the season. Riley Martin, I don't know if he's a starter or a reliever, And at some point, I'm going to get around to doing articles and podcasts on players. And Riley Martin's going to be a fun one. Riley Martin is going to be a fun one because there were... Zero expectations of Riley Martin when Riley Martin was selected. Nobody was saying Riley Martin is going to be the guy. He's going to kick people's butt. No, no people were saying that. Nobody was saying that. Riley Martin was the sixth round guy. The Cubs drafted him because they got him for $1,000, saved a whole bunch of money for the rest of the pool. Made it very possible to sign James Triantos. And now all of a sudden he's getting hitters out. Hmm. Huh. I didn't expect him to be that good. Fortunately, I'm allowed fortunately, I'm allowed to, and I'm willing to say, hmm, huh. I could have been wrong on that one. And Jared Wright, where he ends up on my Myrtle Beach list as far as being a reliever. Possibly he might be a little bit higher than that. Possibly he does the South Bend thing. But Jared Wright, he is one of those guys who, again, got me thinking that um, because Jared Wright should be in the Cubs pipeline next season. That is a statement. It's not a question. It's a statement. Jared Wright should be in the Cubs pipeline pipeline next season. Where's he going to be? How's he going to do? I don't even know, but I'm about to indict myself. I am about to indict myself. I do not have a player sheet as of this moment for Jared Wright. I do not have a player sheet for Jared Wright and that is basically unforgivable. So what I'm going to do is As I'm finishing out this podcast, I'm going to get out an 8.5 by 11 sheet of paper and make out a sheet for Jared Wright. Spelling the name Undrafted free agent. Let's see. Given two, three, four, five, six, seven, to prove. I don't really have a whole lot on them. Frankly, I don't really have a whole lot on them, And I probably should have a lot more than I do. But uh, players who are going to be in the pipeline next year, players who will be playing, players who will be somewhere, if healthy, They are players who should have player sheets in my two notebooks. I have two notebooks. Red, pitchers, blue, hitters. Jared Wright from Southern Miss. Don't they have somebody else from Southern Miss? Yeah, they do. They have somebody else from Southern Miss. Jared Wright's kind of old for some people. He's 24. Turns 25 before Christmas. Southern Miss... We have another guy from Southern Miss. Hmm. Walker Powell. Is he from Southern Miss? How? Long, where did I... uh Jared Wright? Twenty nineteen was his last year, and he was horrible in college. He was horrible in college. Two years at Southern Miss. One year ERA five five forty. The other year 9.00. He reinvented himself after he got out of college. He reinvented himself after he got out of college. Pitched fairly well in a indie league in 2020, and he's been really good with Myrtle Beach. You should stick around. He should definitely stick around. 23 games, three saves, 49 in the third innings, 35 hits, 17 walks, 46 strikeouts. Yeah, you're gonna keep that. Um. And he'll probably be back in Myrtle Beach. Probably be kicking butt in relief again. Um, And if he kicks butt enough, then maybe he'll make his way up to South Bend. Despite the fact that there was basically no offense, no offense, no offense at all between Iowa and Tennessee, here's a backdoor split. There's a backdoor split And Brennan Davis got called up. People can take whatever they want to from minor league games. From today, what I will take was, it was a backdoor split. South Bend played their asses off in the ninth inning. And Myrtle Beach played about their best game of the year. And from that, I had an idea. I had an idea, and I went with it. And I thought it was going to take about three or four days reality, by the time the Bears game was over, I was about done with my list. It, it could probably use a little bit of tweaking, a little bit of, oh, man, you should have this guy there and this guy there and this other guy there. This guy shouldn't be on the infielder list. He should be listed as the second baseman there. Um, I'm not worried about it. I have mentally gone through. I had a podcast a while back about talking about how some of the players from the DSL will get retained and some of them will get promoted and some of them will get released. I took it a step further. I decide which ones I'm sending where. Tonight was a good night in the pipeline, if not in the Bears game out in LA. Um, I guess they are still tied for first though. Have a great night. Have a great next week.